Let's put the rad in radical. If you're looking to expand your life, then you've come to the right place. We're Amanda, Ali, and Reina, and each week we're setting the scene to level up our everyday lives in all areas. Mindset, lifestyle, community, and more. And we want you to come with. Welcome back, everyone, to Let's Put the Rad and Radical. We are here with episode 31. And if you listened to our last episode, which we got some pretty rad feedback on, we answered your questions. You submitted some questions that you had for us. We asked you on our social media, and we wanted to know what were some things that we could answer for you. Let us help you with our perspectives, our experiences, some infos, maybe some book recommendations. Um, and the response has just been pretty amazing because it just goes to show that one person being brave enough to voice a question is often a question more than one person wonders about. So just a big thank you to everybody for for taking that time. And again, this isn't a, a one window moment. If you missed your chance to submit a question, we're more than happy to revisit this. So please reach out to us. We love when we get messages from our listeners. And today's topic was one that was actually asked via these question submissions. And it was such an incredibly um, relevant topic that all three of us were so eager to dive into it. And the question um, was submitted by one of our male listeners with the question about us discussing this illusion of the perfect body as portrayed by social media. Now, it's no secret the three of us have all chatted here on Rad about our relationship with social media, having evolved, having created healthy boundaries, and having, quite frankly, created more awareness to how we use this tool and how it impacts our mental health and well-being. And this question felt so relevant since these are things we've talked about, but maybe not necessarily in the scope of how we feel in the air quotations, perfect body as, as social media can sometimes portray. Um, you know, they'll show really healthy, fit people smiling and always really happy, but never exactly explaining the amount of training or the nutrition that goes in behind something like that. And even the fact that perhaps those smiles are not even authentic. And so we are going to chat about answering this question today, which is, you know, what really is the reality of health, wellness, fitness, mental well-being, and how does the way that the social media or the media in general portray bodies and physical appearances sometimes brainwash us into thinking that we're doing it wrong when in reality, maybe what we're seeing is not actually right. So let's chat about that. I would love to know you know, what, what maybe sparked both of your interests in wanting to kind of dissect this particular question? Um, and we were all three into it. So maybe what was something that spoke to you? You know, for me, when we talk about this whole body image world and what does it make us think and feel and where does everybody sit on the spectrum of quote unquote, the perfect body, it kind of irks me because... <laughs> Um, I am, and I think I speak for the three of us, like I love the inner work more than I do the outer work. And for me, I know that when my outside world, meaning my body is not revving at its best potential, it's usually a reflection that my internal work needs a lot of attention. So I know that I was very off balance, um, coming off of having two kids very close together, postpartum depression. And my inside world was just not clicking the way it should. Therefore, I wasn't taking care of my physical body. Now, if I had portrayed myself on social media, you guys, you would look at me and be like, oh, she's got a fine body. Like there's nothing wrong. Fine. But to me, fine, that's right. <laughs> that, that body's fine. 
but the, on the inside, things weren't feeling good and neither was my outside world. Do you guys find that like, if your inside is not feeling very good, your outside isn't? And what you guys know that when I'm saying outside, I mean our physical body, like my pants don't fit right. I'm eating the, you know, shit food to compensate for my angry emotions. Like there's a whole different ball game kind of that is the yin and yang of the physical and mental well-being. Well, and I kind of, it sparks the question or the statement, I guess, of what's perfect for me individually or for that person individually, right? I think that when we get on social media, it can be very triggering in a way. And I know we hate that word, but then I kind of ask myself, well, what was triggering for me? Was it the smiles that they have? Is it that I'm not walking around smiling all the time? Is it necessarily their body that they're you know, projecting, is it that energy that I'm, what's triggering for me? And I would, I guess, ask the same thing for that person. But I mean, you know, I think it's, I don't think that it's something wrong with the person for feeling that way. I think that that feeling of feeling, <laughs> I don't even know what I'm trying to say, that feeling of feeling like I'm not where they are. And surely that's the way to look or the way to be like, yeah, it, 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 it is inner. It's inside. It's something internally, I think, that that needs attention. Well, you can get wrapped up in looking at these uh, women. I can only speak for women, you know, women of perfection on social media. I definitely have seen girls in the Caribbean in a teeny tiny bikini diving into clear blue water. And I'm like, fuck, that girl has the best life. Look at her tiny bum, perfect boobs, little perfect bikini. She Is she eating mango every day? Like, what is the secret? And so for me, I can spiral and I'm looking at nothing more than a clip of a girl jumping into water. And I have created a whole scenario about her health and wellness and that I somehow am less than and I'm in lack because of it. I can't wear that teeny tiny bikini. Oh no. And you know, the other thing too, is that you can eat the identical meals that this person does and, and train an identical way that this person does. And you are still unique to you your results will still not equate that of theirs. And at, at the same time, you know, Ali, I love that you talk about the internal work that needs to be done. You know, I'm somebody who battled with depression for a while and um, I, I lost a lot of weight because I lost my appetite. And I mean, that loss of even wanting to be here, right? And so I, I found myself you know, sharing as much as possible with my own health and wellness. I kind of use my online space as a digital diary, um, sharing the ups and downs of that. And it was really terrifying at first, um, but I was quiet in the sense that I didn't want anybody to know what was going on inside. I would keep doing the fitness motions because movement is for your mind. I really believe movement is for your mental health. But when I started many years ago, I definitely thought of it as, I have this goal body. I have this goal vision of that person online that I look up to and, and I want to look like them. But over time, I realized that if you don't have your mental health and well-being, you don't have anything. You can have a 90 pack of abs and it will not mean sweet fuck all because at the end of the day, there is nothing that your internal wellness can not fix, right? Like you, you, the way you think where your energy goes is where your attention flows. So if all your attention focuses on, oh, my stretch marks, the scars, my acne blemishes are bad, then that's all you ever think is that they're bad. But instead, if you switch the narrative to their normal and you took responsibility a bit of what you consume online, which is what I, I have had to do over the last year, 
then you're, you're setting yourself up for success in a, in a space that is maybe trying to make you feel otherwise. And so I think it's important to take a look at those little clips, like the babe diving into the Maldives, that aqua blue ocean and, and just delicious. Like it looks so stunning, but just realizing that that's 15 seconds and this person has terrible days and that this person um, isn't perfect and that that word isn't, doesn't exist. Like there is no such thing as perfect. Even if you want to decide the perfect body for yourself, it, it couldn't, it could never last. Like it's the type of thing that we're constantly in motion. You're not even the same person you were 15 minutes ago. How on earth can you expect or, or hold your body to such an unrealistic standard of that it will never change. And so your perfect body might be you just being at peace with the fact that it houses you. And there's a, there's a lot of, I mean, that's years worth of work though, to, for me to have even gotten to that space. But yeah, I think the internal aspect of it is really the space that you need to begin with. But I think an interesting part in this uh, listener's question is, you know, he was asking, well, what, we don't know what these people are doing behind the scenes. Like, you know, is this person even eating? Are they not? Are they taking, you know, dietary supplements that are jacking up their heart rate and metabolism? Like, what is their um, protocol for them to reach a body and a standard that he is questioning? And what's interesting to me is I think that that also comes back to what, what are your non-negotiables, right? So for me, not eating doesn't feel good, right? So I've learned that certain things feel really good and not. Um, intermittent fasting, that can feel good. Eating for Not eating for days on end doesn't feel good, right? So where do the things that you know that these people are training or doing or morphing into um, you know, you can go online and see the full dietary training plan of an ultra marathon runner. Uh, you can look at a plant-based uh, ultra athlete, a triathlete, uh, a bodybuilding expert. And you have to say, wow, am I doing chicken and broccoli? Is that I'm doing no alcohol, no sugar for 30 days. Like, you know, there are plans out there, but it's a decision of what you want to do to get your body moving in the direction that you want it to go in. And for me, there are things that I don't want to do. <laughs> it's interesting because I don't know if Reina, if you can even chime in, but I know back in the day, you were into the bikini bodybuilding competition world. And what's so interesting is if I was to look at you on social media circa like eight years ago or something, I would probably be like, fuck, that girl is banging. Like banging. Oh, bang. Thank you. Thank you very much. But I want to just, you know, all of this is kind of like, it's, it's making me think because coming from that, when I competed and things like that, you know, I even have friends, I have friends that have constant six packs year round. Right. And I, we all know people like that. We all three of us do. Um, and, you know, I, I kind of have to step in and then play the devil's advocate, I guess, and say like, well, what if those people are doing inner work? and are actually eating what their body wants and drinking what their body wants and living the way their body wants, you know, it's kind of, it's kind of sucks that those people, not that all of them are like that, right? We all know that there are influence, influencers out there that are starving themselves. And oh my gosh, like me and Maldives and all of these things. But on the flip side, what about the health and fitness professionals that are actually taking care of themselves the way they should be 
and are trying to inspire people, but then, you know, they kind of get that, well, you've, you must be starving or you must be obsessed with the gym or you must be this, or you must be that. You know what I mean? I think it's there's like a bad rap. just like skinny shaming kind of, yeah, you know what definitely. I mean? Yeah, it's I true. I mean, there, there is the other side to that, right? I mean, there's people who are doing it so healthily and and incredibly in tune and with the, the proper guidance and with years of failure so they could then figure out what feels optimal, you know, like that, that's the other side of it too, is that we definitely um, know some really healthy people who truly are the embodiment of what their body loves. And I'm saying like, it brings them the joy in the way that they're, they're fueled in the way that they sleep in the way that they enjoy, like soul food, relish, all those things, like they just relish in their life. And, and that's really true too, is that there is the other side of those things. Um, I think it's just really important to like, take a look at who are, who are you following online and sort of why, like, and, and maybe ask yourself, is this almost a reputable source? Is this someone who's been consistent for, you know, eight, 10 years doing this, you know, thing that they love, whatever it is, CrossFit, running, marathons, anything. Um, and then you can look to them and say, well, yeah, I mean, they, they know, they understand their body. They have married their physical experience with their emotional and mental and spiritual one. And they're able to say, my, my physical being is a reflection of that. Now, having said that, the other side of that is that fit really doesn't have a size, right? Like you are your healthiest self, even if you don't have the six pack of abs, but you feel all those things, I think. And I'm, I'm enjoying that there's sort of this online sway of narrative to that as well. Like I, I, I believe that that's possible as well. And so, you know, I think that there's a lot that can, there's a lot that can be said about looking in the mirror and what you see isn't the reality because you're so busy mentally comparing yourself to somebody else. And that mirror isn't the enemy. It's, it's really the thoughts that you have about you that are not true, that you could, that couldn't be less true. Like you are so valid, you are so worthy and already, already where you need to be to get where you're going and the, where you're, wherever you're going, doesn't need to be somebody else or what they look like. And unfortunately, I think we've all gotten stuck there as well. So I don't know, I think it's tough. And I also think like, I'm, I'm really processing kind of the angle that Raina's taking too, in the sense of, I also know for myself when I'm full of bullshit in the sense of I'm watching other people going, well, they must be starving themselves. That there's too much perfection. There's this or that. And here I'm, you know, cooking myself a thing of stuff that is just not healthy. And I'm sneaking off the pantry to eat a chocolate bar because I am wounded inside, or I drink a bottle of wine, or I drink multiple cocktails night after night, or I have wine every single night. Well, those are not beneficial for the long-term success of whatever I want to feel inside. And so sometimes I know that kind of what I started with, it's an internal check. Right. When I am in a spiral of comparison or I am kind of judgy and looking and I'm like looking at meal plans and I'm looking at, you know, we all know what is healthy or what is not and what we should be feeling and how we want to feel. We internally know those things, but it is really freaking hard to be consistent and it's very, very hard. So I, like, so for me, I wonder if these people that we know also who are incredibly healthy and live a great lifestyle, if they just rule on consistency, which is the hardest um, dollar bill to, to play with. Well, and I, I believe that 
you know, like Amanda said, comparison is the thief of joy. I think that that inner work is what allows us to look at your reflection and say, no, I'm actually happy and actually content with where I am. And I feel good, even though my body doesn't maybe necessarily look like that, I still feel good and I can carry myself well and you're happy. And you know what I mean? It just genuinely feels good. But I think it's important to also just add, you know, if I think it's stupid to say, we're never going to compare ourselves to people, right? We're human and we're going to walk outside of our door and compare ourselves immediately. Um, if you're going to do it, what I've been kind of making myself do is do it to the, you know, like with the people, you know, in person, right. I'm not going to compare myself to this person that's going on the Maldives trips that I don't know. And you know what I mean? In real life. And it's this Instagram influencer. And I have no idea really who they are, their values or what they've been through. You only have this picture of what they've been through. Right. But I can, look at my best friends and look at the, you know, other people that are in the line of work that I am, that I know in person. And I can say they have a perfect, you know, perfect picture, perfect body, but I also know their discipline is out of this world. I also know they are consistent as hell. I also know that they don't go to the pantry and binge all the time. Right. But not that that's bad, right. Not that that's bad. It's just, it's their value and their life and the way they're choosing to live. So you kind of have to stop comparing to people that you really don't even know, you know? You know, I was asked a lot if I would ever do a bikini competition, um, especially when I started using the, the online world as like a little digital diary type of thing. And, you know, speaking to kind of what Raina just touched on, it's like, that's the decision that they made is to be as cons consistent as they are. Um, and or the decision is not to be that consistent, like whatever decision you make, just own that decision because my God, you're the you're in control of your life and you got to make that choice. And that's a real gift. That's an empowering thing. Right. But, you know, I, I remember always just vehemently saying absolutely not. And I would never compete. And the biggest reason was, look, the reality is, is that they are incredibly strong. Their their athleticism, their, their training, it's so admirable. But the question I had to ask myself is, do I want to do that? Would it make me happy to do that? And you know in your gut, like Ali said, you kind of know when you're bullshitting yourself, right? Like, you know when you need to work out, but you're just dragging your feet because you're too busy scrolling, right? In those moments, you know, okay, it's time to get moving. Um, but then you also know when like you have a really bad sinus headache and today is not the day and you can tell those things apart. And so for me, it's like looking at a goal or a vision of is, am I afraid because I know this will push me into incredible new realms or do I genuinely not feel that this aligns for me? And so like to what Ali said is that you can check some stuff out online if you want to see the way um, competitors eat or train. I mean, information is free on YouTube, on Google, like you can find those answers. So do your research, take the time to read up and ask yourself that perfect body. And again, it's air quotations that I'm using right now that you see from, from people who are really pushing their physical limits do you really want that? Because, you know, for example, Ali, I know that if me and you want to go get a margarita, the answer is yes. But chances are that their answer has probably been no. If my man asks me if I want to make handmade fresh fucking casa, fresh Italian pasta in my kitchen, the answer is yes, everybody. It's yes with the red wine and the pizza to pair. Like, 
And that's just my happy space is that I'm going to work out every day, but I'm just training for life and I'm training for my mental health. And that's fine with me. And to each their own, you know, I know competitors who've absolutely felt changed in the best ways possible inside and out for having competed in those ways that like push them to new levels of themselves. And they felt so empowered by that decision to get out of their own way. I've just chosen to do those in different avenues of life, you know? And so, you know, just be careful that if you're looking to expand or push yourself, that you're making sure that the why or the alignment is something that feels true for you because, you know, is a perfect body worth it if mentally you are not you anymore? Is it, is it, is it worth it if you lose yourself along the way? I don't know. And only a person asking this question to themselves can answer, you know, accordingly. But I, I do think that it's an incredibly personal choice as well to see how consistent, how totally balls to the walls with this do I want to be and, and, and be happy with the decisions you make because they're yours and no one can take that away from you. I'm wondering if you guys don't mind sharing, was there, because there is in everybody, what was a time when you guys were not feeling your best? Because I think at the root of this question from this listener is I'm not feeling my best. How do I switch gears to feeling my best? And you know, we could give you, hey, go do a couple push-ups or go run a mile. I mean, you know, you you pick your poison for how you get your sweat on. But in your guys's life and in my life, um, there's always been a moment where I haven't felt the best. I know because I know both of you very well, there's moments you haven't felt your best. Was there a light bulb moment? Was there a moment of, okay, now's the time or today I start or, you know, those little catchphrases we all do. And if there was, what was kind of the catalyst of change or what was something that you did that kind of got kickstarted from a place of, you know, feeling wah, wah. I will share first. Um, I remember, you know, when I was married and I would, I was even, you know, doing health and fitness at this time, but every single night I would, you know, shut Instagram off and stop sharing on Instagram and go pour myself a bowl of cereal and down a couple of bowls of cereal and just, you know, go until you couldn't go anymore. And going through, you know, a shitty marriage and, you know, moving and not being close to friends or family or anything like that. Like there was a lot of outside things that caused me to turn to food. And I remember, you know, gaining about 40 pounds at one point and being an online wellness coach even, and just feeling like a complete fraud because I had gained weight and that's not what fitness coaches were supposed to look like. And you should have like a six pack of abs and all of these things. And even that it, it wasn't for me until, which I feel unfortunately is probably common for people. It wasn't until I had to pay attention and had to make those changes because my life required it, right? Like when I got it was right after I gained all that weight, I got diagnosed with ulcerative colitis. And so I was either told to take a medication for the rest of my life, or maybe get a grip on what you're eating and your lifestyle habits and things like that. Cause I'm sitting there, you know, preaching healthy eating, but poisoning myself basically at night. And it led to surgeries and ileostomy. And I will tell you that you know, waking up with an intestine sticking out of your stomach really does play a toll on, I have a hot body, you know, it's kind of like gone. Um, so it was 
that took, that was all internal work. That was all me saying, you know, I put myself in this situation. I haven't taken my health seriously. And because of that, I'm in this situation where now my body doesn't get to look the same ever again. Um, and that takes extreme, I think, internal work to move out of. But I think, unfortunately, not a lot of people take their health seriously until they have to, which is maybe an even bigger issue than comparison, you know? I would say my health and wellness journey kicked off. Um, it kicked off like eight years ago, but it was for all the reasons that I, you know, that I, I think are common. It was I need to, I, I'm sucking it in and I don't like the way that feels. I hide behind furniture and other people for the picture. I, um, you know, I, I, I was a physical and health education teacher who could barely do the demos of the jumping jacks for my kids in the gym. And I'd get my students to lead instead. You know, like I was getting winded going up and down the stairs and there was no reason for it other than a complete sugar addiction, a nighttime binge fest. I had a drawer filled with candy that I would eat from filled with the candies and chocolates and stuff that teachers would get on, on teacher appreciation week or, or that was just in like the office or anything like that. And I would eat that like on, like I even remember like balancing it on like my tummy and watching TV and, and stuff like that. Like it was a completely sedentary lifestyle. And I think there comes a point where you sort of realize like I'm, I, and, and here's what I want to preface by saying is that I was fucking amazing then. I was amazing. I was hilarious. I was just as loyal a friend. I was just as hard a worker. I was just as committed a, a, a girlfriend. Like I myself was every ounce of everything I am right now. However, I was, I was downplaying it with these habits that didn't serve me. And I think there's a point where you sort of have to realize that I, I sort of realized I was tired of being the shadow of myself and not being my brightest, most vibrant self. And I realized that being a phys ed teacher who was completely sedentary was a real dig at my ego. It was like teaching how, how children should be completely, you know, physically active in their societies and contribute to their well-being and, and hopefully maintain that as adults. But then as an adult, I wasn't doing it. And so you sort of feel like a hypocrite and sort of like what Raina was saying, like you feel like a bit of a fraud. And so I changed that around because that feeling didn't feel good. And I wanted to lose the weight so that I could feel healthier in my physical being. Now at the time though, I did not understand how deeply it would impact my mental health. And so that's why I say that I started it for the physical, I started it for all the physical things, but I realized just like Reina, there is a ton of internal work that needs to go on in order for it to be something you actually do for, for life. Like it didn't, because then what, I mean, you end up getting, you know, a, a few months of it and then you fall off whatever, you know, inspiration drove you to begin because that you don't know why you're doing it in the first place. And when I realized that my, when my mental health is compromised, I absolutely cannot I can't do the rest. I realized that for me, movement was for my mental health and well-being. So what I will say is that the line in the sand kind of came twice. It came when I thought it was just about the physical and the reality is I was missing the big picture. But the biggest line in the sand came when I realized that I was battling with depression and that movement can't be about abs or strong glutes or, or big bicep, like it couldn't be about that anymore. It had to be about what's going to help me fight another day and movement might not cure all your problems. I can tell you that, but it can absolutely help 
to lighten the load. I always feel better after I've moved, even if it's for a walk around the block, you guys. I'm not saying you even need to be doing regular workouts, but even just getting outside in nature will transform your, your mental dialogue more than you even realize. And in this situation where we're constantly on screens comparing the, ourselves to the air quotation perfect body online, like shit, you gotta give yourself a break and get away from that. So my line in the sand came twice. It came when I thought I was starting for the epitome of all good reasons and it developed and grew and solidified for me when I was literally fighting for why I wanna be alive anymore. And so if I'm still moving today, which I am, it's always because I, and I even get emotional thinking this, you know, I, I've lost family members over the last year who I know would do anything to be moving right now, right this second. And so I move because I say to myself, this is a gift. I am a gift. Whether you approve of how I look or not means fuck all to me. Like I am so thankful that my legs look the way that they look and they carry me the way that they do. And, and that's this level of, oh, I'm moving today. I'm moving today because I get to, and that's where I've reached. So gratitude for being where you are and being able to move the way you can, whether it looks like that other person or not gratitude for where you are. I love that. Well, yeah. And you know, I, I've been, like I mentioned, I started this eight years ago. You guys, I don't have the six pack of abs. They never came. Can you imagine if I would have abandoned ship because I started for the physical and they never came, you know, and maybe they could have, but I think I've explained my boundaries to you is that I know what would make me happy. Right. And so it's like, you've got to do it for something more than that, because you're, you're I mean, if that's the only reason it, it may fizzle and it, that's a disservice to the real gift it is to move. And if anybody doesn't, you know, hear what Amanda's saying, go back and listen to the last two minutes again, because an Amanda pep talk, Raina and I literally have uh, Amanda pep talks on our speed dial because <laughs> we're like, can you just re-say that again? Can you, it, like, they're golden. So many she, notes from Amanda. <laughs> yeah, exactly because this. when the way that you say things are, you know, really kind of kick me in the butt, but also can kick start. A good butt move, right? Like you're like, oh, here we go. Okay, okay. And I think going back to this listener's question, you know, just start today. Like I used to get really caught up on, well, okay, this race is coming up, or I've got to look this way for my wedding, or the pants aren't fitting, so I'm going to drop 15 pounds in three weeks. Like, come on, just start today. Just start today. Or don't start today if it doesn't align, right? I think we've, all three of us have been in this phase of like, does it feel good or no? Like if you're in a phase where you're like, no, I just want to eat pasta and I just want to have pizza tonight, then just do that. But internally do the work that is going to carry you and help you feel good and not, you know, play the comparison game consistently. Oh, I couldn't agree more. And that is the name of the game, which is the internal work is really the hardest. <laughs> it is because you know, you can feel it. Like, like, I don't know about you guys, but when I, when I have those big, like kind of gross, icky feelings, it's inside. And then it just permeates onto the outside. And so, you know, do that deep work, do the journaling that Raina talks about, take a couple minutes and be quiet with yourself, set an intention, feel your gratitude, uh, go ground outside, like Amanda said, a quick walk, like wherever you can kind of start to um, piece together the goodness that is your life, go do it. And then the best bit of advice is turn off your fucking phone. Done. Gun. It's done. Nobody cares. 
You know, I made that thing about the girl in the cute bikini diving off deck in the Maldives in the blue water. She is not your friend. <laughs> we don't care what she's doing. So turn off the phone and go dig into your beautiful souls, my friend. Go try, uh, go to our Instagram, toss us any questions. We would love to answer them. Um, these are so much fun because they really give us an insight into you. If you have any issues, you know, share them with us. Mi casa e su casa. Go like, follow, share. And uh, we can't wait to chat next week, guys. Let's put the rad in radical. Stay rad, my friends.